Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. The Black Fat Femme Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Dr. John Paul, LLC. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Black Fat Film Podcast, where all the intersections of identity are celebrated. I am one of your hosts, John, also known as Dr. John Paul, and this week we are recording from a boat because it is still (laughs) raining in Southern California. The 18th week of rain, and I'm like, you know what? I know y'all are tired of us complaining about all of this rain, but it literally has not rained like this since I was a kid, and I just keep thinking like... I can't even dress cute. Every time I try to throw on some Toms or try to throw on a cute shoe, rain, rain, rain. All we're getting is rain. And I'm I'm just, I'm I'm really over it. If I really, like I I said before, if I really wanted all this rain, I would move to Seattle. I'm done. I'm just, I'm over it. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm screaming. Did this say on like the the 20th week of rain, like God heals all or something? (laughs) Is this this what we're waiting for? Like Corinthians, Coranians, like what happens when we rain an unlimited amount of times, do we get, does Jesus save us? Do we get know. like, do, do we get, do we get all debt, all debt released? Student loans paid off. Like, I just need to know what, what no, we're paying for in this rain. <laughs> no girl, I'm just, I'm really done. But anyway, enough of me complaining about how wet my pants are. How are you this oh week, girl? God. I'm screaming. Uh, hey fam, is your AKA Joe, your other co-host. And honestly, John, Speak for thyself, sister, because rain or shine, I am turning a fucking look. I support That's that. why I have raincoats. I have raincoats for this exact reason. Mm-hmm. I have rain boots. I don't have rain boots, but I'll just wear regular shoes in the rain, and I will fuck them up, but I will still do it for yeah. the gram and the look. This Bay Area body feels right at home because I am so used to this rain, but yes. I will say it has been, it, we, you are right, it has been too long of rain because I am now the point where I'm like, why did I move? 
What did yeah. I leave the yeah. Bay Area to come mm-hmm. to to all this wetness? So yeah. I'm mad about how much rain it has been because I feel like I feel like the promise that was made to me about Southern California and San Diego is, is that a it lie. doesn't rain all that much. Yeah, it's a lie. It's a lie. It is a lie. We, it, the frustrating part I'm going to say is so for by the time you all hear this, this will probably be what maybe the i would say maybe the good eighth or ninth week of like straight rain we've had and what i will say is this the frustration the frustrating part of all of this is is that it'll rain for like four or five days straight and then it'll go back to being like warm beautifully sunny yeah and like oh crisp and then it just rains again and then like it, today right now it's back to being it cold is blue and sky mm-hmm. like Today is blue sky. The sun is beating on my face. And yeah. tomorrow's going to be a cloud over my head. And I'm like, why? God, why? That's the but- frustrating part. And that's the reason why <laughs> you're probably hearing me. And I sound like I'm underwater because I am still trying to get over this cold. <laughs> but I'm going to save my conversation. I'm going to save my thoughts about <laughs> this whole cold and, and what I've been through with it for the end of the show. <laughs> but with that being said, we're going to go ahead and we are going to push past. So before we jump into this week's show, I really wanted to say, first off, I wanted to give us a big up because, honey, the last two weeks, our show has been doing it. Okay. Okay. Can we talk about, first off. Let's do it, please. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. First off, let's talk about us being moved to the new Outspoken Network for iHeart. Move out, please. Yes. I want to be on this page. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So thinking, so for folks who are probably like, what is Outspoken? Outspoken, if you have not followed us on social media, if you have not been following the show, we initially started with Next Up. Next Up was moved over into iHeart's uh, slate. Now we're on the Outspoken slate, and the Outspoken slate is focused on all the LGBTQ shows that iHeart has to offer. And so we're on the network with folks like Lance Bass, like Laverne Cox. Um, there's a new show called Squirrel Friends where they talk about all of the RuPaul Drag with Race. Alex, uh, with, with Alec Mappa. And, yes. Uh, is it L- Lonnie uh-huh. Love on there? Yeah, like, Lonnie Love and, love and Alex Mappa. Yeah, yes. so we're, oh, they're sorry. literally our sister, like they literally are our sisters on the network. And even cooler is that one of the folks who started this program with me, um, and I'm not sure if you had a chance, Joho, to meet them, but Carmen Laurent, mm-hmm. they are also a part Ooh. of the Next Up program. They are also on the Outspoken Network now. So again, we've been shouting it out all week from the high heavens, but we definitely wanted to say shout out to Jay Brunson and yes. Raquel Willis, who yes. really worked their ass off to make all of this happen and to align all of these shows. So that's the first cool part. And thank you for having us be a part of it as well. Right, like, they, right. Like, oh thank my you God, for consi- Cause they could have easily told us <laughs> to kick rocks. <laughs> Bye girls. <laughs> Bye girls. Enjoy. <laughs> they could have easily said, you can't sit here, but no, they, they, they brought us in and they really have made us feel like we have a home with iHeart and on this new vertical. So thank you so much for that. And I also want to say too, a shout out to Bridget Todd, who's also on it. Um, they are the host of there's no girl on the internet and so with that it's been really really cool and to kind of tie all of that into a really beautiful bow by the time you all hear this it will be two weeks ago i was in las vegas at the pod movement conference we specifically talked a lot about the next up initiative and for folks who are coming in they're actually getting ready to start the new round of next uppers so shout out to those who are getting ready to start they have the same opportunities we have to start their show um but i got a chance to meet bridget i got a chance to sit on a panel with both bridget and um lance bass and it just really you know I'll, i'll just say all of this and this is kind of off of you know i know you all know that we have kind of like this thing we go off of for each of the show i'll say off the cusp it's been really cool to really feel like iheart believes not only just in this show but believes in the voice of queer people um 
and really thinking about too this idea of of being able to take us to Vegas, allow us to have some fun in the process of actually celebrating us and our success as well. Um, I did get a chance to see that Magic Mike show. So for those of y'all who want to go to Vegas and it? watch it. It was, it was a good it was good it was actually good so it wasn't as much so i'll and again this is the reason why the show is explicit it wasn't as much <laughs> dick and ass as we probably would have hoped or imagined for a mm, vegas show okay. um okay. but it was really good it was very i will say it was done very tastefully and the real housewives were actually filming the same night that we went and saw the show so the real housewives of beverly hills where they're filming it was it was it was a lot of fun. No, but I did see, get oh. to meet the stylist. I did get the, a chance to meet the the stylist okay. of um, okay. Erica Jane's stylist. He came out right as we were getting ready to leave, and I snagged him and was like, "Hey, can I just get a quick photo and just you know, thank you and you know, whatever, whatever you say." Usually, when you see someone who's like you know, <laughs> famous, no shade, girl, because I would say right now I'm <laughs> effly famous. Um, but with that being said, like it was really cool to be able to just know that they were in the same space and we were all having a good time. So we'll just you, but we are we are not effless famous because <laughs> I just met someone yesterday who was like, "Oh my god, y'all, 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 the other black fat fam show." So we are at least an E, at least D, at least D, okay, not effless, at least D, girl. But honestly, I'm probably underselling us. I would I would go as far as say we are C list. People are saying our names on the streets, so we are C list. Okay, I'll take C list. I'll take C list. But with that being said, it was just really cool all all you know all the way around so again i know we're bragging but i think the, the one thing i did want to say before we kind of like hop into the show the way we do i think the bigger part of why we're spending so much time talking about all of this is really because folks like us don't get these opportunities right mm-hmm. um it's very rare that you see two black fat femme girls who are not only you know on the front page of apple Podcasts, but you know really having Right, Come you know on. I had to throw that in there. Come on, I had to now. throw it in there. Um, we're we're doing it, and we and we we're putting out consistent shows every single week. We're pulling in really amazing guests. We mm. we have amazing producers who really support us down the house down yes. boots. Um, and so I just felt the need to like kind of just take a quick moment. We're on like episode thirty eight. You know, it's been literally thirty eight weeks of us working our behinds off to make this go, and finally, yeah. it feels really good to see the world actually starting to kind of like take notice so um (laughs) i'm laughing because i see one of the super producers in the comments talking about how they felt meh about the um about the magic Magic mike movies movies. um (laughs) but all that to be said yeah number two was it number my two xxl that was that that was the movie to me like when they did that whole uh, i've never seen any of them (gasps) i haven't i just don't feel the need to watch them i just (sighs) Okay, nah. it's, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just that saying, just more dick. Okay, because... I get what you're saying. Okay, I see that. Ah, it's just, okay, <laughs> it is. I mean, mm. I mean, number number two was, I think, the best one. I am but it's okay. It's okay. Okay, we, you know, John. Next time, your word next time I see you, I will make you watch it with me. <laughs> we'll get into I it. <laughs> will not. But anyway, thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, my God. Well, we have to kick off our (laughs) show like we usually do with our ode to Miss Tisha Campbell, because as I said last week, we got to give flowers to our icons while they are still here. Amen. So, thank you. So, the question this week, and I wanted to get a little semi-deep, but um, but, but, let's be real here. I'm deep every week, so I'm going to get real deep with you. What is something that has recently happened that has changed your values. And Mm. by this, I mean 
something that has made you question a value and shift it a bit or maybe even create a whole new value for, for mm-hmm. you. I'll mm. share first and then we'll pass it to you, John. Okay. Um, I used to pride myself on being quick, like moving quickly, getting things done. Like whenever someone asked me to do something, I was always like, doing it really, really fast. Yeah. Um, always did my work quick, whether it was my schoolwork or my actual job. But I realized that moving too fast was a trauma response to like disappointment and failure. Mm. Like if I move too slow, then I was gonna fail at something. And I think you know, that comes in like like being like being the 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 fact in class, right? I'd be quick witted, quick with quick quick with a response, be smart person because if I'm not those things that I'm not worthy of like being existing in life. And so yeah. it's so I so I, I realized I do that to like to, like to like, have a defense mechanism in return. I sacrificed intention uh, and attention to details. So I think the value that I've come to really value now is patience with myself and with others. And like, there are times in which I exercise, exercise patience. And I'm like, damn, I would not have been this patient with like, like 10 years ago or when you're like, I mean, I feel like I can be patient with the most rambunctious of Karens in the world and just yeah. like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I can be patient with myself and how I respond to it too. Like I also, I also, I also think that I had to respond to things like that and how I always have something to say, but like actually nothing is that urgent. You know, urgency yeah. is a huge thing within nonprofit work and a lot of mm-hmm. life and actually not to be as urgent as I thought I would. So I've come to really value patience for myself and for others. Yeah. What about you, John? You know, I, I appreciate you mentioning that because I think that one thing that we don't talk enough about is the value of patience. And I even say it in the mm-hmm. the sense of like, not only just being patient with ourselves, but being patient with the process in regards to life, right? And so I know for myself, I can just, you know, again, I'll say this being in full transparency, because that's what people know here at the Black Fat Film Show. We're going to be transparent. I think there's even a point sometimes where we look at our show and we're not valuing the patience of watching this this thing grow and watching the world come into it, right? You instantaneously mm-hmm. want the fame. You instantaneously want the numbers. You but the world builds that up right like everything in this world everything there's always a monetary piece to everything that you do Mm, mm -hmm, time mm -hmm. money you know numbers of people responding to it so i think seeing you talk very openly about valuing patience within yourself and in others is actually something that i i'm going to not only just like pack away but it's going to be something that i'm more intentional about as you know as i'm thinking about not only just my own growth as a person but i think with everything that i'm doing what i will say so i know when i when i initially read this question i had put that i you know i think one of the things in terms of value where things for me has changed is really thinking about how we don't talk enough about the ways that we get older and we get into new situations our values change and i know for Mm. me one of the things that I know I've, I've learned to value more, and I, I say this in so many different regards, is I value silence a lot more than what I used to. And what I mean by, mm. what I mean by that is I used to feel the need to be the person to walk into a room and always have an answer, to be the one being able to give all, you know, basically coming in as like, you know, I got to come in being the dictionary. I got to give it. I got to be Google for everybody. Right. Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. one of the biggest thing for me that I've learned as of late is I don't always have to have a thought on an opinion. Um, I don't always have to be the person to know everything. I don't always have to be the expert um, and just mm. being good with just sometimes even being quiet. Right. Like um, I, I put as, a, as an example, you know, I remember or I can recall in the last couple of weeks being in a space where folks were talking really terribly about someone that I knew and I opted to not 
engage it, right? I knew in that moment that silence was going to benefit not only just me, you know, and I just kind of said, you know, I don't really have anything to add to this conversation. And I think folks kind of got the cue by me doing that, that I wasn't going to engage in the tearing down of this person, right? Um, and just really being like, you know, we we're all we all have faults. We're all, we're all struggling. We're all trying to do the best that we can with what we have. And when I was able to kind of say it that way and I didn't really engage the conversation, it was kind of like, Okay, I can see like it, it while it used to be cool for me to kind of tear down people and talk terribly about people, <laughs> I think for me now as I've getting mm. as I'm getting older and like I said my values around not only just silence but being kinder and being more intentional and being more um affirmative in different spaces, I think folks kind of just got the notion of like, oh, John is not going to talk shit with us. Okay, let's change the subject, right? Um and so I think that that's been the biggest thing for me is really just learning that um none of us are Beyoncé, none of us um, are at a place where we're above critique and so just really valuing um, the importance of extending grace not only to others but also to ourselves and then sometimes like my mama said if you ain't got nothing to say don't say nothing at all and so okay. that's literally what I, I kind of move on now mm. Mm. yes oh, I love so we got patience we got valuing silence we got valuing grace for, for, for ourselves you know what else I value John <laughs> time particularly our listeners time yes, so God. let's give them a quick break y'all and we'll be back in just a moment Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. 
Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. All right, everybody. So this week, I when I initially brought kind of to the table what we were going to be discussing, you know, I told Joho, I said it wouldn't it would not make sense for us the same week that outspoken to launch for us to not have a whole entire episode that really celebrates not only just the outspoken network, but really celebrates kind of the things that make us proud to be who we are. And I think a big part mm-hmm. of who we are are the are folks who are truly outspoken or we we say what we mean and we mean what we say. And one of the reasons why I kind of wanted to posit this conversation in this segment. So I don't know if any of you know, but this year they're up in the Bay. They're, they're doing a lot to, um, not when say memorialized because Angela Davis is still with us, but they are really focusing a lot on the work that Angela Davis has done and mm-hmm. pretty much celebrating it. And one of the things that comes with it is that, um, with a lot of the museums and a lot of the different, you know, social justice places that are looking at Angela Davis's work, they are really looking at the notion of radical change. And with the conversation of radical change, really celebrating Ange- uh, Angela Davis for being outspoken and really kind of pushing the envelope and, and, and really kind of retelling the ways or not even retelling, I would say reshaping the ways that we think about mm. voice as folks who are marginalized and are pushing for change. And so with that being said, I wanted to kind of create a space for us to talk about what has it meant for us to be quote unquote outspoken or to have that moniker put on us and what are the benefits? What are, you know, what are some of the negative things that comes with it? And really thinking about like why we should be thinking about why we all should be outspoken at this point in time, specifically mm-hmm. with everything that's going on. So I guess Joe, I'll throw it to you first, like wanting to ask you when you hear the word outspoken, what does that mean for you? Yeah, that's uh, a lot. Um, You know, when I've heard the word, I've heard the word outspoken wielded typically for myself in a very condescending way. Like, when someone calls you outspoken, it's the same way as saying I'm I'm articulate. Like, you're so articulate, you're so outspoken, you're so, like, courageous and brave. Like, it's all those things to me that has always felt like. And... I've had to take a, take a take a step back and like be patient with myself and understanding how I how I how I like process this. Yeah. I've realized that what I take as condescension is is like actually my power. Like people say that people will say that to me in a condescending way because they are afraid of my power or mm-hmm. and, you know this person's power. And so it shows that I actually I actually am those things. Like I am articulate and I am outspoken and I am powerful. And I think. I think a lot about Audre Lorde when um, she wrote, when I dared to be powerful, to use my strength in service of my vision, it becomes less and less important whether I'm afraid. Yeah. And I think about that so much of like when I, when I dare to be powerful, when I dare to be articulate and outspoken, it's, it's not important that I'm fearful. It's more important that I am doing this in service of, of the vision that I have. And so I th- honestly, I think naming this network outspoken is so perfect because it highlights how much particularly how much queer and trans creators dare to be powerful, especially right now mm. in a time where like where, where like the legalities of our identities and right. our humanities are being questioned and brought up to Congress and governments around all states and cities about whether we can even exist in public. And so right. I'm 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 thankful and I'm thankful in this moment now to say, yes, we are outspoken. Yeah. 
I and I the reason why I, I one I love your comment so much and I love that you included Audrey Lord because during one of the sessions that we had at you know this at, at the Pod Movement conference, um, it was actually during the next up part of 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 the um of the initial conference. Someone had asked, you know, why is it such a big deal for you specifically? Or anyone who's marginalized to have, you know, this platform. And I think one of the things that happens is oftentimes we get so locked up in the fear of being who we are because we're constantly being told that we need to tuck ourselves away. And so mm -hmm. when we think about being on the outspoken network, when we think about the title of the show, right, Black Fat Femme, we could have titled mm -hmm. the show anything, right? We could have called mm -hmm. it anything, but we came out with three identities that the world oftentimes is trying to make us tuck away. And so yeah. being on the outspoken network means we're talking openly and honestly about those three identities right and 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 talking about i think i want to name to be very i want to be very intentional about naming the idea to that we're not just talking about the bad that comes with it right the idea that folks can celebrate who they are through the lens of being black or fat or femme or all three of them um and and and, and screaming that loudly in a world that's telling you hey you're too much and i think that's the thing about mm. outspoken that's very you know, when I hear the word outspoken, I know for myself, that's something I grew up with, right? I grew up with the notion of being outspoken is a negative thing because you're quote unquote too much for someone or you're saying too much, or you're taking up too much space. And it's like, damn right, I'm taking up space because it's my, it's my space in the first place. Like I should have already had this space. And so now, you know, we're, we're kind of reclaiming that. And so um, I, I put a note here that I think the word has a new meaning for me these days especially not just with the show, but specifically with where we are in the world. Um, we're seeing people get banned for the outspokenness. And I put outspoken in quotation, the outspokenness mm -hmm. of being trans, the outspokenness of being black and proud, the outspokenness of being queer, right. Or being different in any sense. Um, it seems like everyone is, is, is kind of on the chopping block. And so with all of these injustices that are happening, I think it is so imperative for us to think not just about this being like, yay, let's celebrate this vertical, but there are a lot of people who are putting their livelihood and their lives and their experiences on the line to give you a show every single week. And I think that's the thing that makes me so like intent about what does outspoken mean for me, right? It's it's knowing what yeah. could happen and you doing it anyway. It's really comforting to know that we have some experiences with this word and that we feel the same way about it. And I really appreciate how you brought up like just, just, just our name as a show. Yeah. Because like the, the, the show is the, the name is so on the nose for, for us. And there, there, we can discuss the ways in which on the nose is not great. And on the nose, on the nose is great. But for us, I, so like, I didn't think about that to this moment. Like, Oh, we're called black fat femme. That in itself is inherently outspoken because mm -hmm. just to your point, we are, putting our dandies that people have not just asked us to tuck away, but have tried to beat out of us or have tried to yeah. like force us to not even tuck, but to kill. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we, we, people are, are for, for, for trying to force us to kill these parts of ourselves. And so yeah. it is so radically audacious and outspoken to be, to be called this show. And I, I mean, I really, I think pride in this show when people, when people ask, like what I do when I, when I don't talk about my, my nine to five job because it's a very niche job. I like, I, you know, I say, I, oh, I host a podcast. I'm like, oh, it's so annoying because everyone, everyone has a podcast these days is what it feels like. But you know, then, then I, I talk about it and I'm like, 
you know, someone says, well, what's the show called? I'm like, BFF, Black Fat Femme. Like, oh, that's, I'm like, it's very on the nose. And it's also very important that we are on the nose. Like, we right, right. are stand, we stand so firmly rooted in ourselves and in our identities. Mm-hmm. And we aren't trying to hide ourselves. Like, the whole point is that the show takes up space, as, mm-hmm. as you said. And yeah. I think I've, I've obviously been on my, uh, my Betty Who tip because we're seeing her. Um, yes, in two weeks, girl. Weeks. Mm-hmm. Two weeks, yeah. I'm so, so excited for it. And you know, this is that song <laughs> Big, where, you know, yeah. that Betty says that. She want to apologize for taking up space, which part of me was like, okay, Walker, well, calm down. But also, well, love that song for us, <laughs> right, right, right. Mm. So you know, so I, so I'm, I'd love to ask now, as we begin to shift what this word means to us, and we know mm. that we want people to take the value of being spoken <laughs> with them. Why do you think it is so important for our listeners to not be afraid of what needs to be said as well? I'm laughing because you said, okay, white girl, calm down. <laughs> I mean, because I'm like, oh my God, Betty. Giggle. Betty. I'm Betty, sorry. I don't Betty, know why. Betty, Betty, Betty. Right, like, Betty. We true. love I mean, you, girl, I but you do it a lot. You, but- no, girl. right, right. And we and we will support you. I'm wearing my shirt, but I but girl, okay. We are there, front now. row, baby. We are there, right, right. Also. We are there. But no, I, you know, you ask a really good question. You ask a question, right? Why is it so important for listeners right now um, to not be afraid to be outspoken? And I think about, um, and I think that that's the thing of why I love this show. Like, I love, I look forward to doing this show every single week. It's because there have been so many of our ancestors who didn't get a chance to say the things that we we said like they set the precipice they've you know they they did the work but you know whatever happened to them in life whether it be you know they got got by you know oppression or you know they eventually just said hey i don't think the world's paying to me anymore so i'm gonna just go ahead and go over here and be quiet and just you know let the world do whatever it's gonna do because they got burnt out or whatever the case may be it's set the precipice for us as people to come forward and say, you know what, I, I'm not, I'm not going to let whatever happens to me happen to me, right? Or whatever happened to them happened to me. And it's not to say, you know, I, I want to make sure I make it very clear that I'm not dancing with the idea of like, oh, I'm not my ancestors. I am my ancestors, right? I tell people all the time before I do any talks, before I go anywhere, you know, and I do any trainings, I always say my ancestors come in the room with me and they are the ones telling me this is how you do the work, girl, right? And so what I mean by the work is, is if I have to tell a white person that they're being racist, I I'm, I have the power to do that. If, if I have to tell someone that they're being homophobic or transphobic, or if I'm having to kind of go to bat with somebody about some type of injustice, the ancestors are the ones that are giving me the power to do that. And so I think that that's why it's so important for folks to understand, you know, I... I I guess the I'm I'm processing like multiple thoughts at one time, but I think the biggest thing for me is really I want folks to understand in this moment when we're talking about being outspoken, we're in 2023 and folks are moving at a rapid pace to try to eradicate us. We don't have the luxury to be quiet. We don't have the like your voice is your biggest weapon. And I think that your voice, you know, when you can incite others, and I think that's the reason why. I mean, you think about it. If and and I've said this, if enslaved people knew how to read, I mean, I always ask this question, like, why do we think that enslaved people didn't they didn't want enslaved people to read? Was because knowledge was power and knowledge meant being able to share it with your peer. You were able to share freedom 
or the route to freedom with your peer, right? So being outspoken is just that. When I stand up and I say, this is an injustice, and it's not just an injustice for me, but it's an injustice for trans people. It's an injustice for people in Palestine. It's an injustice for people that are, you know, that are in, that are being oppressed in China. It's people who are being oppressed wherever, right? And on a global scale. When I say that an injustice is an injustice, period, I'm giving other people the opportunity to to feel like they can change something or can do something about the said systems that are that that are harming them. So um, all that to be said, you know, I, 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 I just think that it's so important for folks to know, like, we don't I say all that to say we just we're not in a place right now. And this is the social justice tip that I'm on. I, these last few weeks, I've just been sitting here and I'm going, we don't have the luxury to be quiet right now. We just don't. We we really don't, because if we do, we are doing ourselves a true disservice, especially in an age where information is getting out so rapidly. So. I I uh, it's I love that you said it, because I often think of the quote that you had imparted to me and tell me if, if, if this is right. Is it's it from, cool. from, from, Go for from, it. From, from Zora, Zora Neale Hurston. That if, yeah. If I'm silent about my pain, they will kill me and say that I enjoyed it. Like, yes, I would never, I mean, I've never known that quote mm-hmm. if it weren't for you. And I think yeah. about that. Instantly. So hearing you mm-hmm. say we don't have the luxury of being silent is also goes hand in hand with that. Like we if if we're silent about our pain, they will kill us and tell mm-hmm. us that we enjoyed it. And that is I'm not interested in that anymore in this in, in this lifetime. Like yeah. not, and, not, and, and, not, and, not the journey. No, and it's not the journey for any of us. But I think that it's also too like, you know, kind of switching lanes in the same vein, right? The the same way I'm talking about all of the bad things that can come and us needing mm-hmm. to be outspoken about that. I think the one thing I love about this show too is that we are outspokenly talking about the joy that it is to be us right like yeah i i want people listening to the show and not be like okay here comes another week of them talking about how bad <laughs> things are yeah it's bad but girl it's also bomb to be us right it's bomb to sometimes it's you know it's really cool to be able to sit with my my judies and be like hey you know this is what makes us so cool as black fat you know film folks and so i think about that too like a big part of being outspoken is also you know pointing out the the joy but i guess kind of going back like to to a point that you made earlier i guess i wanted to ask you is you know in in talking about being outspoken or the risk or the push that it takes to be outspoken whether you're celebrating yourself or whether you're talking about injustice mm-hmm. um what for you has i guess i'll ask you this personally like because you do do a lot of like social justice work and you're in the community what has it been for you to know that using your authentic voice when you're outspoken like how has that helped you in doing all of the work that you do mm, i love love this question because it has absolutely helped everything within me mm-hmm. and i if i so so one i'll name like as i i think i said this before in maybe the last episode like language has been hard for me growing mm-hmm. up because I don't, talking was hard for me growing up with my stutter and the way I process and the way my brain processes and my mouth like speaks or doesn't speak it. And so right. I have had to fight through my voice shaking a lot to say things and to feel outspoken. Mm. And and you know, so I think so much about even if my if I, even if my voice shakes, like I must speak and I must say something. And it has it has unlocked every door for me. I so blessed that I was raised by two people, my parents, who really 
believed in a better world in mm. some ways it was like you believe in a world that isn't existing at present but you believe in a better world right and like and actually want to see it happen and you know and, and, and I, I think you know I, my parents i think they i think they've been this a little bit woo woo but i think sometimes when people have kids <laughs> I, I think i think part part of birthing something right is that you plant this little seed of what you hope for the future in that mm. child you know mm. and i and i i feel responsibility for that i feel a tug towards that like i feel like that's part of my destiny that's not part of my purpose is to help that seed bloom into something wherever that looks like and so it has absolutely opened every door if i wasn't this outspoken quote unquote curious as they would say in my elementary school right curious kid who asked a lot of questions and and spoke up and spoke spoke out for things like I wouldn't be I wouldn't be anywhere like I think so much about I think so much about my my first like my my first big career job and I remember in my interview they asked what you know what what do you what do you have, questions do you have and I and my mom had said to maybe consider not discussing like not talk as much about being black or queer because it was for a Jewish organization and I. Said, I am black, I'm gay, and I'm queer, and I have no idea what that means, but I want to figure it out. Can I figure that figure figure that out here? Mm. And I think and like and, you know, and that the person who responded like was like says amazing people thing, and then they're like, if we hire you, wink wink, then we'd love to show you what your community can look like. And I I honestly truly think if I did not say that in that interview, you that they would not have seen yeah. how passionate I was yeah. to be in the to be in this work. Yep. And you know, and, and then I, and, and, and I think I mean, even at school, John, right, if I wasn't outspoken you, we would have never met. I wouldn't would have be never here right connected. now. Like it no. would not have been. Yeah. This. So everything I have done, like, and, and I, I, I would love to hear your thoughts on it too. But I think for myself, it, it has gained everything for me in the best authentic way. I mean, yeah. I, I used to want to be an influencer, and I then stopped because I realized it wasn't authentic to me. Like it wasn't authentic how I was using my voice. It wasn't authentic how I was showing up like I it, it wasn't fitting well with me and I and I that moment was like it may never happen and that's fine or it'll happen the way it's meant to and four years later like I'm on like I'm on this show with right. someone who I love so much who has mm-hmm. taught me so much and is making me realize how much of a activist I am and how much of a person who fights for freedom liberation and seeks it and wants to practice it in himself and in the world like how, how much of that and how that influences me so I think you know it's Gives so much externally and also for in, in, for internally, it gives me joy. Like it yeah. helps me practice self advocacy. It makes me intentional with the people that I surround myself with. Like my friends, my fucking friends, like my chosen family, are the most self advocating people I've ever met. Like they they advocate themselves in their jobs and their relationships and their sex lives and their personal lives and in 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 their families and i think that's so special it shows them how to love themselves you know I, yeah. it shows ourselves that that we matter and i think back you know back to the point our episode, a few episodes ago we talked about loving yourself versus liking yourself being outspoken mm-hmm. is, is an act of love for yourself because you're teaching others what you will and will not what you will and will not stand for and when you speak mm. authentically you gain self awareness power and a deeper connection to yourself so I said a lot. That's how I feel. All, all, all no, those things. It, um, yeah. It's all necessary. <laughs> and I think that that's the thing that if, if there's, if there is not one thing I'm getting from people who not only follow the, the show on social, but also listen to the show weekly, a lot of folks love when we get into what I like, you know, with some people we think, oh, it's very long winded. No, I think people are listening and they're taking notes from you and from yeah. me and from a lot of other individuals yeah. who are showing up authentically. And I think that that's a part of being 
what what being outspoken is right outspoken in itself right not only is it just a vertical but when you look at each of the shows that and again i and i want to make sure i make this very clear iHeart did not tell me that we had to do this show <laughs> like so if people are listening they're going oh my god this is just a plug it's really not it's me thinking about what when, when we hear the word outspoken when i heard or when i saw the the, the when i saw the actual like um what's the word i'm looking for when i saw what the word was going to look like when i saw the branding the logo the logo is what i was looking for it hit me because outspoken mm. was never a word that i associate wanted to associate myself with growing up right mm. um whenever i heard people talk about jonathan is outspoken or jonathan you know they got a big personality right that that there are all of these little words and monikers that people said about me growing up that mm. I've had to, as I've gotten older, I've had to reclaim. And outspoken was one of them, right? And it's like, yeah, I am outspoken. And the reason why yeah. I'm outspoken is because I know that if I don't say, or if I don't, like you said, the self-advocacy piece, if I don't speak up for me, y'all niggas are gonna stop me out and, and mm. literally run, like, run right past me and say, girl, you brought that on yourself, right? And <sighs> that's the thing, like, I keep thinking about, like, we are living in a time now where it's like, people, the only word I, I can keep coming up with is gaslighting. People gaslight the hell out of you, especially mm -hmm. when you're marginalized. They like to, they literally like Girl. to say everything that's happening to you is your own fault, right? So if you sit with it, if you're sitting here and you're going, something that's happening around me is making me feel a certain type of way, and you're not going to be outspoken about it, you can't get mad. <laughs> like, no shade, but you can't get mad when yep. th the intended outcome is not what you wanted. I'm not going to be mm. that girl because I'll say it like this. Everybody at iHeart knows who I am. Everybody in this world knows who I am. I'm going to say what needs to be said. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. Then, you know, I don't know what to tell you, girl. But <laughs> I think the big part of being outspoken really comes down to this notion of knowing that I, life has never been, like we said in a few episodes ago, life, life ain't been never no been crystal no crystal stairs for me, honey. And mm -hmm. a big part of that is me having to advocate for myself because I knew that if I did not, that this world was going to swallow me whole and then say, oh, you brought it on yourself, girl. You, you, mm. you good, you fine. So I think that that's the biggest thing for me is that I, I think we really have to, like, I guess this is kind of like a call to action episode where I'm really trying to get folks to not just hear and not go, oh, you know, it's so cute and so cool that John and Joho, you know, really love who they are. Yeah, we want that for you too, right? We want you to love who you are and we want you to, speak up for yourself and own all of the great things that you are. But I also think a big part of being outspoken is making sure that you just, you know, you don't take no shit from nobody. And and this is mm -hmm. like, and, 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 and when I'm, when I say that, I mean that from anybody, if it's your job, it's your family, it's, it's, it's a friend who, you know, is doing you wrong and you can't act, you can't seem to self actualize why you can't, muster up the courage to say you're being a terribly shitty friend and i don't need your need your friendship anymore say something girl say something i just you know John, i i i i know i know we have to cut to, cut to break soon but when i just i have i feel like so compelled to say this but one of my really good friends kelsey who was also on the show before yeah like like i don't know the the, 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 the like, a, like a full chant i want it's a, it's a chant by asada shakur that I, I'm, I, I forget all of it, but it, like it ends with like you have nothing to lose but your chains. And I yeah. think so much about what comes to being outspoken. And I, and to your point about call to action for anyone listening to this right now, being outspoken, you have nothing to lose but your chains. Amen. We 
have nothing to lose by our chains. We have, but we have, and we have everything else to gain. We have everything else to gain: yeah. power, self-respect, self-love, care for others, community, respect for others, change in this world. Like we have so much to gain by by doing that. And only thing we can lose, only, only thing we we're losing is our chains here. So, amen. Like, amen. People, please, if you are listening to this, like, like. Dare, dare, dare to do it. Dare mm. to be outspoken for yourself. Dare to be, dare to be outspoken for your community. Dare, 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 dare to be outspoken, you know, for your ancestors, for the people, people before you, because they brought us here and they did not like pa- pass yeah. for for us to not have a voice. Right, right. Amen to that. And I was gonna say now, now you got me in this doc getting ready to title it. Dare to be outspoken because that's gonna be the title Ooh, of this episode for yes. next week. <laughs> Yes. So I love when we I that love is. when immediately we're in the show and the title for the show immediately comes up because it's so <laughs> it's like glaring at us and it's like, well, that's going to be the text. title. So um, <laughs> thanks for giving us that, Joho. And, and, and again, thank you for I mean, thank you for engaging this conversation with me, because it's like I know people probably like, oh, again, yeah, here they go with a soapbox talking about change. And it's like you can't you're not going to. You cannot come to the BFF podcast and not get a social justice lens or you know, a, I don't think I don't think anyone who I don't think anyone who listens to our show is like, oh no, not again. I think like they come here for this. For they that, come yeah. here for okay. this reason. I received that. I received it. Because <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, that that's all we're gonna do over here is we're gonna we go on our okay. soapboxes and we're gonna be encouraging people to say what needs to be said so we yes, can ma'am. get shit done. But with that being <laughs> said, um I got to be outspoken about the need for us to take a commercial break. So when we get back <laughs> Back. We are going. <laughs> we are going to talk about what's on our plate and what's given us life. More in a second. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury, with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. 
You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Hey fam, we are back, and for today's What's on Your Plate, we are letting loose lips spill as we talk about our favorite secret menus, baby. Now I'll be honest with you, John posited this question, I actually was stumped because I don't know. <laughs> Any secret menus. I was like, secret menus? What's more secret than what they got on the menu from my face in the drive-thru? Like, Uh-oh. it's not, uh, but I, mean, I guess I can say in and out, but here. like, <laughs> I mean, and they have, and they have animal fries, but maybe that's all I got. And yeah. we're going to, we're going to date in an age where it's no longer secret. Like, in fact, because me TikTok. earlier was Googling yeah. secret menus and in and out, and in and out literally said not so secret menu yeah. on their website. I was like, oh no, they know the secrets. So yes. I, I have nothing. So John, enlighten us. <laughs> talk about how to secret menu you let not me you, know i'll be there for that yeah not you being whitney houston talking about you have nothing child no i would go say um <laughs> so this this actually spawned from um shout out to our super producer uh anna hosnia who we were when we were out in vegas we were talking about like just different things we like to do when we go out to eat and all of these things and they have brought up i guess and again i didn't even know this they're i guess in a lot of chinese food places especially sit down chinese food places they have separate menus. So when you go into a restaurant, they will hand you like the traditional, like Americanized Chinese menu. But if you ask for like a secret menu, a lot of Chinese food restaurants, and they said the same thing with like Thai restaurants, a lot of like Korean restaurants, they have like actual secret menus. And so I was telling them, I, we were talking about it. They were like, oh, you should actually have a conversation about like, what are some secret menus or what are some secret things that, and, and, and for me, considering where mm-hmm. I live or where I should say where we live, cause we both live in Southern California, <laughs> there's no real like secret, you know, under underscore a lot of the secret stuff that we talk about is stuff everybody knows but there are little things that i love to do as a big girl and i shared this with somebody and they said oh my god this changed my life so i told somebody i said next time you go to wendy's like these are all my like secret menus or secret things that i know (laughs) next time you go to wendy's uh before they put like if you say oh i want a frosty before they put the frosty in the actual cup you take pecans they because ha- they have these pecans in the bag and you ask them to drop the pecans mm-hmm. or you ask for two bags of the pecans and you ask for a separate cup and then you put your pecans in the cup and then you move the frosty over into it and put the, the pecans on top of it. Baby, let me tell you something. Something about those pecans and that Ooh. frosty. The way it mixes, it'll change your life. It literally is like, and again, and I have to always have to tell people the reason why I know this is because when I first, like my second job was working at Wendy's. And so I was one of those girls who would always like, um, how do I say this? I I, I wasn't stealing food, but I was always (laughs) experimenting with new things. I was experimenting with food. I was was taste testing. Okay. This was taste (laughs) testing. Yes. I was taste testing and so when I would taste test that was one of my favorite things to do but a lot of the stuff that I actually just learned random tangent did you did you hear that they got rid of potatoes Wendy's doesn't make baked potatoes anymore oh at Wendy I mean me I I do not like Wendy's in that little red okay you know what I don't know you I really don't know you sorry not for me what I'll go Arby's with you but if we go to Wendy's in fact last time I had Wendy's 
That's why I went to Wendy's. I had drove my friend, and I was, and she was like, Wendy's? I said, girl, I don't want none of that shit. And then she got sick that night from Wendy's, and I was like, that's why I didn't want none of that shit. Oh, Not for my me. gosh. Not, live, laugh, love. <laughs> their social media game can never get me to buy something from them. <laughs> wow. Just me. Wow, I never knew that about you. But I'm, but the potatoes, I'm so I'm so sad about, about, about the potatoes. I will never buy. But <laughs> tell me. Tell Not me you said I, me being sad for potatoes I'll never buy. Yeah, I don't know, but a lot of their stuff has changed so i don't know if they're still doing chili um i usually only go through there and get like one I, the, <laughs> the way chili. i do wendy's is the way that i do mcdonald's i'm only going to go through wendy's and get the same thing i always get the asiago mm-hmm. club the same way when i go to mcdonald's the only thing i'm ever going to get is the fish fillet or the fillet of fish i'm never i i rarely yes. deviate from that like if i'm gonna go to mcdonald's i'm only probably nine times out of ten gonna get the fillet of fish i might mm-hmm. get some nuggets but i'm not gonna do anything else on their menu it's just not I feel for you, me I feel you, I feel you. um but all that to be said so that was one of the secrets and then the other secret that i have for those of you who are starbuckians like myself so one thing that i always like to tell people is yes the refreshers have a lot of caffeine but if you really want to oomph your caffeine um or you want to take your caffeine to the next level without your drink tasting weird (laughs) i always sub out the water or the lemonade for green tea because green tea has the most caffeine in it and the reason why i know that is because when i worked at starbucks they sent us to like a starbucks like green bean coffee thing and we had to like remember how much caffeine certain teas and things have and so they still use tazo and because they still use tazo tazo is one of the the few brands that still like they they pump a lot of caffeine into that green tea Mm -hmm. honey and so if you're gonna do the refresher and if you're gonna do a refresher with the green tea (laughs) that that's that's the stuff if you're not an espresso girl because i'm not i've never been like a coffee espresso girl but like a Starbucks refresher with like green tea and something, man. You don't give a bitch a heart attack. <laughs> you don't give no. an anxiety. You want to talk about heart attacks? Have you ever had one of those uh, charged lemonades from Panera Bread? No, and I and because you talked about before, so that's not gonna be me. I mm-hmm. I have I have one shot of caffeine, and I'm like, oh my God, it's like my heart is like <laughs> too much. Not you In holding fact, on to your heart, girl. Girl. Yeah, no, I, I that you want to talk about you want to talk about something, but no, I feel like the the refresher situation from Starbucks with like the green tea, it's just enough caffeine. It's not gonna it's not gonna put you just to, enough. Okay, it's just enough. It's not it's not one of those situations where you're like, oh my god, I'm gonna die because I feel like I'm gonna jump out of my skin. But okay. yes, it's so, it's just enough. Okay, so 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 what I'm getting is that not everything is a secret menu as it is like a. L- l- like a like a customization that we do because if, if we're on that tip let me tell y'all yeah you can go to taco bell and you can sub all your meat for potatoes and black beans because that's what i do every motherfucking time okay i'm like okay please give me a uh bur supreme but sub the 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 beef for beans or just potatoes so if you want to see your menu for taco bell y'all just sub your shit out because and as someone who was a practicing vegetarian slash local vor as someone would call me yes um i was like (laughs) i would i would not purchase (laughs) i would not purchase beef for the items but i would always sub the fuck out of my taco bell stuff so that's a secret right 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 there for y'all and now that you know all of our secrets y'all we gotta take one more break to uh uh repent for (laughs) for some secrets of all these places (laughs) but we will be right back Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. 
as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. All right, everybody. So we're getting ready to get into our yes, ma'am, and our no, ma'am, Pam's for this week. And I did want to say real quickly about like last segment. So I did want to say like kind of a call. If you have, I know you said that it's not necessarily a secret menu, but if you have like something that you want to customize, share it with us. We would love to like yes. talk more about what we'll what are the it. what are the things that we are missing. What are the things that we're like, okay, girl, you need to try this. When you go here, you need to go that. And what okay. I will say is this: Starbucks, a lot of those drinks that y'all make on TikTok, when you're like, oh, it tastes like this, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't taste like any of the things that you're talking about. It just tastes like a whole bunch of mixed up flavors. John, is there, side question, is there a Dutch Bros near you at all? Yes, and I've been there once. Okay, so they just, so Dutch Bros, it literally has not touched anywhere near San Diego, but they opened one at Oceanside. And so if anybody has a secret menu for Dutch Bros, let a bitch know. Okay. Because that shit is, what, growing up was only in like Stockton. It was only like in Central Valley. So uh-huh. could never go. So if y'all have Dutch Bros tricks and tips and trades, let me know. Okay. Please and thank you. Yeah, but please, yeah, if you have that, please, please send it to us. We'd love to get into it. But anyway, getting into our yes ma'ams this week, I'm going to go ahead and start. Um, So this week, I, I definitely just wanted to say like, 
I don't really have like a, a very direct yes, ma'am. Obviously, we're going to say yes, ma'am, to a lot of the folks. Um, by the time you all hear this, it will be a week since that has passed about this whole mm-hmm. Oscar conversation. There are a lot of folks who won last night, a lot of folks who didn't. I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about it because y'all all know my thoughts on it. I wrote about it for BET. If y'all want my thoughts <laughs> on the Oscars, you can go read the article. Um, oh, with that being said, yes. I just wanted to definitely say like shout out to people um, who are who are winning and all of that being said. But I did want to say specifically, yes, ma'am, to anybody and everybody um, who is doing the best they can with what they got. I think... And Instant Mariah Carey right Instant here. Instant Mariah Carey, right? <laughs> I think the reason why I, I bring that up is that, you know, I've been saying a lot in these last couple of weeks is that a lot of the stuff that folks are seeing in this world is so massively heavily curated. And there are a lot of people mm. who are beating themselves up for not, you know, oh, I, I, you know, I didn't get this book deal or I didn't get this opportunity or, you know, I didn't get this job and, and I'm a loser because I didn't get it. And it's like, nah, girl, like, yeah, they may be. It may look like everything's going good for some people online, but there are people who are over here struggling. So, um, yeah. I definitely just wanted to send a shout out to folks who are genuinely like, you know, really doing the best that they can, whether it be financially, whether it be mental health wise, whether it be mm. physically. Like everybody is dealing with something, and all of us are dealing kind of with the same things. Um, especially marginalized folks, right? We're all dealing with bands. We're dealing with, you know money everything is high i'll just say this i went grocery shopping with my husband this weekend my god what like literally we did not we got maybe six bags and we spent a hundred and fifty dollars what yeah it is definitely giving struggle bus um so i definitely wanted to say that shout out to anybody we're driving the bus we are driving the struggle bus straight to hell because everything is awful and we are all doing the best that we can now where i'm about to go off how much time we got we got about mm, i'm I'm looking at the time here and i want to make sure that i don't take all of the time so my no man pam this week um I normally, so I'll say this. I want to, I want to start here and then I want to go somewhere <laughs> with this story. Where I'm going to start is this. I recognize heavily that we are not out of a pandemic. Totally get it. Totally respect it. Totally understand it. I am still masking. I am doing the best that I can to mask wherever I can mask. Um, I'm also recognizing that people are not taking, they never have, but people are not taking the pandemic seriously. Okay. So I say that to say to this point that I also recognize that during the pandemic, there were a lot of folks who were nurses, doctors, um, care providers, you name anybody who worked in the medical industry has been inundated with the shit that is either what happened during COVID that, that time in that window where everything was shut down and, and it's still even rectifying and dealing with all of the shit that came from that, right? Mm-hmm, so there are a mm-hmm. lot of folks who are burnt out, a lot of folks who dealt with a lot of death, a lot of people who are just, a lot of people are dealing with a lot of stuff across the board. Where my no man Pam comes in this week is specifically with the situation and the incident that I had with Kaiser. And the reason why I'm naming them <laughs> is because I think it is imperative for us to be transparent about I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it an injustice, but I, I think I, I, and, and again, and if you want to say, John, you're reading too much into a girl, dial it back or not, you can. But I think for me, it's just, it's, it's hella frustrating when you, when you say you're not well. So I have not been well. I'll say this. I have not been well since March lies. I've not been well probably since February 26th. 
that was the last time that I felt like myself, right? Where I felt like I wasn't like cloud headed, that I felt like I wasn't wheezing, that I, I didn't feel sick was around February 26th. So I called Kaiser a week later and said, hey, girl, something's wrong. I know my body. I know that I have had pneumonia before. I, I, I need medication. I need help. They, oh, well, we're not giving you antibiotics. We're only going to prescribe you this, this, and the other. And I'm going, okay, I understand that y'all are not wanting to give people antibiotics willy-nilly. But I'm telling you that this is going to turn into onset pneumonia if you do not do anything about it. Because I know my body. I have been dealing with asthma and sickness for years. A cold for me can kill me. Okay? I And I'm telling the doctors this because I can't get into my primary and that's one of the other issues that I have with Kaiser you can never see your primary but you can always see an, uh, some other some other provider okay mm-hmm. fantastic mm-hmm. right so see them they prescribe me stuff doesn't work I go into the hospital when I see the doctor she basically treats me as if I'm making all of this up well your lungs sound fine but I can't breathe sis like I like you're not even giving me time to, to explain to you what my symptoms are. You're so quick to try to get out of here. And so without just without going on for too long, I guess my biggest thing is, and I'm just going to say this, and this is going to be my no ma'am, Pam. No ma'am to anybody who is doing a job that feels like they can't give their best at their job. If you hate your job, if you hate the people that are coming into your job, specifically if you are in, like if you're in the medical field, and you're treating people like shit. I don't care what the pandemic. I don't care what happened to you during the pandemic. I get it. We all went through it. But when it comes down to me and my health, especially since I'm paying a copay, and on top of that, I'm having to pay all of these different things to make sure I have coverage. You like you. We got to do better. We got to do better, sis. And it's not just. This is not. Again, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not pointing specifically at Kaiser. I'm talking about. Everybody who's in the medical industry, if you hate your job, if if COVID has pushed you to hate your job, quit. Find something else, because I know a lot of educators who have left the field. I can't teach kids anymore because I'm not happy here. So let me go find mm-hmm. something else. OK, like and again, I know it's not so easy to do, but I'm just saying like that. That's my no, ma'am. Anybody who is staying in a job where they know they're not happy and are making clients or people who need a service from said job miserable because you are miserable. Mm. That's where I'm at. Yeah, that's so real. Like I totally hear you on that. The, I mean, it's a great critique of the healthcare system in general, like the healthcare system all around the U S is an, 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 has often been an, an atrocious system. And it's so weird because like when you get, when you get bad care, you're like, this is typical when you get good care, like, Oh my God, I have good care. And like, and right. I feel you, I, I, you know, I was sick right as you got better. And I had, 12 days of this like the most excruciating throat throw of my life and i went to urgent care and they were just like here's some coffee syrup, girl and i was like okay and then and then and then and then a, a week later i'm like okay well now i'm coughing and dry heaving for no reason like i'm throwing like i'm not throwing up out like i'm just dry heaving every two hours and like and, and like and, the, and you know, it's it's like it's like it's it's like a like a game of like uh russian roulette when you when you go to a fucking clue it's because clue. like you have no idea who you get, and the thing, right. the thing the doctor I had last time was like, "You have bronchitis. Here's some antibiotics." And in three days, bitch, I was a whole new person. I said, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I, I, I truly, I truly thought I was like, I will never know what it feels like to swallow again without pain. I will never know what it feels like <laughs> to, to go a night without coughing. I'll never right. know what it feels like to, to 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 sleep a full night without waking up four times. And right. like, 
wow, you know, three days, and, and obviously, like, y'all, if, 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 if you feel better, if you feel better in two days, take your antibiotics into the take pool. all like, of the antibiotics, take them all. But like, I was like, bitch, I am back by popular demand. So yeah. you know, I totally feel you on that. Healthcare system is flawed in so many ways, and people don't get the care that people don't get the care that they need. And to the point about doctors, doctors not listening to you, like, people die. People die because they're yeah. not listened to. By their healthcare professionals, and that is really, really messed up. So, yeah, I hear you yeah. and feel you on that. Ooh, I'm gonna take a quick breath for that because that is some like really real shit. If anyone can help our healthcare system get better, let us know. Um, I'm gonna say my yes, ma'am. Pam is gonna go as so uh, as as Jean named. By the time this comes out, it will be a week, two weeks past um, the Oscars, um, and I will uh, I'll have a lot of thoughts as well. But I will say. I will give a yes, ma'am, Pam to the Daniels's acceptance speech for bet for for best for best directors. Pause um, for everything. Real quick. Ever- Can I ask? Are they a couple? No, they're not. No, okay. no, no, they're not. Okay. I, I hoped. I had. Well, I hoped that. I hoped that Daniel Kwan was queer, um, and like, could, like, like could very well be queer as well. As maybe they could be queer as well. Right. I was just wondering because like, when they, everyone's they, been they referring to them as the child, Daniels, they could be queer as well. But yeah. But and so. I don't, but the 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 white one, I don't think his name is Daniel. So I'm like, where did Daniel? I mean, I I don't get it, but whatever. But I'll, I'll have to say, like, okay. them I'm as a team, wondering. live, laugh, love them. I love them both. Okay. Um, they you know they create a great film. So and I will give them for sure that. Um, and everything I'll everything everywhere all at once got mad awards. Um, and so the simple in their in their award speech, the <laughs> I'll say white Daniel, made a simple comment about drag not hurting anybody. Word to Tennessee and all the other states, and I just. Have to say yes because, and they said that because it was how doing that got them into film and how it got them to this point. Like I think they said something around to I think like to their families or to their educators, like who 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 let them make horror things and dress up in drag to make them right. feel like they're creative and how drag is not hurt anybody. That was so so simple but powerful and effective in my opinion. And then Daniel Kwan, um, the, the his speech about immigration and how that we to this particular film and like how that is his own story as well as dreams and like and dreams of immigrants and immigrant families and migrant families was just so 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 powerful it was just such a beautiful like truly beautiful speech like i really enjoyed their speech i really enjoyed michelle Yeoh's speech i really enjoyed oh i forgot his name but the but the the the, the leading male actor in that film as well i really for his name but i love him so much but like both those, and all the speeches spoke on the immigrant experience which i think is so special because you don't hear that a lot. So huge right. yes, ma'am, Pam, to that. Particularly huge, huge, you know, yes, ma'am, Pam, to the first time that the Asian experience has really won in this way. The Asian American experience has won in this way. Um, in a show like this, so so thankful. And I say that while also holding that progress could look so different as well than when it has been. T. And I really hope it continues to change in a faster rate in which it has. Um, my no, ma'am, Pam. Is just to the Silicon Valley Bank buyout, bail, whatever the fuck it's called, and our banking system as a whole. Like healthcare, banking system is flawed. I am not an economist, so someone please feel free to correct me and give me some clarity. But to my understanding, isn't our government still debating the debt ceiling, the debt ceiling crisis? Like, isn't right now Congress <laughs> and Congress debating how Ain't how still if broke, ever girl? to raise our debt ceiling? Right. And we're a broken, right. we're broken stuff, but we have. Do we have the time or the money to bail out these banks that have done 
nothing about all, but like nothing but contribute to gentrification, to loss of jobs, to like to create tech, ju- just create gig workers that then don't have access to healthcare. Like, why are we bailing people out and also not paying off? And like, if you don't cancel, if you don't save that shit, then at least cancel our student debt. Like, Look, do something. Hello. And, how we Help have the money us. to guarantee deposits for people, but no money to support social services. It just make it make sense. So, so, so no man, Pam to Silicon Valley. I, 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 I won't say, I, I will never say I take pleasure or joy in seeing things crumble, but I definitely <laughs> don't feel sadness for seeing things crumble like this. So yes. live, yeah. laugh, love that for you. Um, good luck. And I really hope that if, if, if y'all get saved, we save, student, we, we, we cancel student debt and do all the other things as well, or just don't save them because I mean, they like, they uh, don't just need my money back. My little $200,000 is not going to do nothing for what, trillions of dollars were in debt girl let it go it just, just it, or just cancel it. money together like dare i say just cancel money because clearly it's like clearly it's fiction like clearly right. it's not real if we are talking about, talking about debating raising the debt ceiling that we already have borrowed too much and we're really like this does not exist but like who am yeah. i who am i besides besides the bitch who just says that shit on the show that's fine yeah. that's fine i digress no, you, what you said is valid girl cancel it all cancel everything honey cancel <laughs> all debt i don't Every- love cancel culture but cancel that debt yeah, bitch. You're right right <laughs> <laughs> support love- me bitch <laughs> yes support me bitch yes support me and, and cancel these loans lord jesus <laughs> Well, with that being said, this has been another another amazing conversation and episode. Um, for those of you who enjoy what we all have to say, please send us your thoughts. Feedback and email to blackfatfempod at gmail.com. You can also send us your thoughts via social media by interacting with our post on Instagram and Twitter by using the handle blackfatfempod. And for those of you who are who, li- who don't really ever listen to the end of the show, um, you can... It, for those of you who are like, oh, I, I'm not able to catch it or I, I didn't get it. It's in the actual description box. I'm just going to keep saying that everything to reach us is in the description <laughs> box. And also, if you want to send us a message on social media and you're like, I'm not going to sit down and send an email, but I'll shoot you a message on social media. We read those, too. So please feel free to do that. Um, Queen Joho, where can the dolls find you? Our usual friends and fam and lovers, you can find me at Joho Daniels across social media or you can find me stalking father time and asking him why he chose 2023 this beautiful year to move so fast because how in the hell is it already almost april i don't understand also ask him why did he or why did why did anyone the u.s invent daylight savings time i am tired (laughs) as hell my body and we just found out we just found out from 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 our good friend of the show uh dr james that 25 percent more people 25 percent chance of heart attacks heart and strokes attacks. during the monday following like why do you want to kill us so badly yeah. it's not worth it yeah. i don't understand bb girl so, so other time get together and government as well random question did you watch have you watched this uh past week's uh drag race you know it okay i just wanted to make sure before i just so when so spoiler alert we are going to be talking about uh the who who were in the bottom two but when akiria was dancing against marcia and remember when marcia tucked anitra sorry remember when she tucked and she said whoop yeah everybody said that was time Going forward was anitra ducking over marcia so also that lip sync 
was should have been a double shantae amazing. i truly should okay like have i am been. not for saving a white girl like this but i was like they both be literally but my, my friends literally like, truly got like marcia save her and anitra did Eight. needed to be let me okay i'm gonna just i'm, I'm gonna take a moment to just say this real quick <laughs> and then we gotta wrap up if you are going to lip sync that is how you do a lips. That is okay. how okay. you go out. You go out like I, I'm. I'm. Ne- I'll never go up for a white queen like that. But Marsha ate down that entire not performance. A crumb on that floor. That mm-hmm. not not one crumb. If you are going to fight to save your life on a show, that is how you do it. That is how you do. I and literally it, said it was the best that song is how to do you do it a lip like, sync. Everything about it was just yes. amazing. Yes. That is how you do a lip sync. I was so pleased. I kid you not. If they if they bring her back next week, it will be well deserved. Don't bring her back. Truly, truly deserved. Because she fought for her life on that stage. She and sure is. Who paid Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Bring the bitch back. <laughs> Rue paid her dust. Um, but anyway, I'm off my RuPaul drag race uh soapbox. But anyway, all that to be said. <laughs> you can catch me down to the rallies, girl. Girl, they just opened the rallies two blocks away from me. <gasps> yes, um, the rallies. I have oh never God, been. Yes. So I'm really? I'm really yeah, this weekend I think that's gonna be one of the places I slide through. So this week I'm gonna go down to the rallies. Hopefully I feel a little bit better. I've been really trying to limit how much like junk I take in as I'm trying to get better. Um, especially being that I have not been home for like I've only probably been home what it's it, we're halfway through the month. I've probably only been home for like four days out of the month. Um, and so I'm really trying to like be mindful about how much junk I, I put into my body. With all that being said, though, I might tip down, tip, tip, tip on hard room floors, the floors down, down to the rallies, to, the rallies <laughs> to try and to check out and see what they have. But anyway, um, and if there's anything also that y'all think I should try when I go down to rallies, um, you can let a girl know on the social medias. Anyway, all that to be said, you can also follow me at Dr. John Paul and you can visit my website at www.drjohnpaul.com. We want to thank our supervising producers, Rebecca Ramos and Bay Wang and our executive super producer Anna Hosnia. We would also love to give a special shout out again to everyone who helped make Outspoken happen specifically Jay Brunson and Raquel Willis. We love y'all. We would like to also shout out our wonderful editor Chris Rogers who just had something amazing happen to them. We might talk a little <laughs> bit about it May but I'm, I'm see- Chris you let us know if we can talk about it next episode. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to put all your business out on front street, but anyway, I'm just so proud of you. And I know that we talked about it last week, but I just want to make sure that we, we know that we are uh, uh, celebrating you again this year. So week. happy for you. Uh, Cause you officially, so last week you, you got the call, but you officially started. I want to make that clear. You officially started, uh, this week. And so I want to make sure that I'm saying congratulations on your new journey <laughs> and all of that. Anyway, um, we love you and we're proud of you and thank you for all of the amazing work you do on this show this has been another show thank you all for listening and remember just because they aren't clapping doesn't mean they ain't watching i love us for real have a nice one love you bye bye infinity presents a new chapter in luxury The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.